Welcome to the Unlearning Patterns Podcast, a space to share the journey of growth with open conversations and vulnerability. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Tony. Welcome back to another episode of the Unlearning Patterns podcast. Uh, This is Tony, and I'm with my partner, uh, Charlotte. Uh, And today we have um, returning guests, our first returning guests. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, And so we have a returning guest, Ping and Barbara, uh, who you may have heard. I forgot what episode it was, but it was one of our earlier episodes Mm -hmm. um, where they talked about their relationship. Um, and you know that was a pretty pretty popular episode actually uh you guys actually drew in a lot of followers for us yeah from, oh, from, oh, really from, yeah. from your own uh, circle yeah, so circle. thank you <laughs> but yeah no so so we have Ping and Barbara back they have some pretty cool stuff that they could talk about that that's happening um towards the end of the episode so make sure to stick all the way to the end to hear what they have um going on well today we want to talk about finding ourselves into our 30s and how we can adapt as we're evolving. Our biggest goal is to normalize having conversations about our mental health. So at the beginning of every episode, we want to start having like mental health check-ins. Our first question for you both is, how are you feeling on a scale one to 10? And how can you fill your own cup? Yeah, so I'll start. Um, This is Barbara. (laughs) Um, And so I would say on a scale of one to 10 I am probably about a seven for me I think especially right now I'm probably going through some seasonal depression you know snowing I'm not a a winter's person it's like my least favorite um seasons and I just hate the cold and so um there's not much like that we can do when it's snowing and it's cold out and I really don't want to like go out or even do much for me I think like big piece is, is, and you know, I've been telling this thing a lot is like, I, I need to start being more active. I'm home all day. And then I'm with the kids all day. And so I get antsy at the end of the day. Yeah, like forcing myself to be active or doing something, even if it's like 15 minutes a day. Um, I've been really, you know, telling myself that I need to do something and, I, and um, that I, I think it would be really helpful for that se- seasonal depression. And I would say I'm a uh five, six-ish, you know, it's something I've I've always dealt with. My highs are really highs and then my lows are really lows. You know, it's just for me, it's just about taking advantage of uh, my highs and making the most out of all those, not letting the lows get the best of me. We alluded uh, in the first episode about me leaving my career and trying to start my own um, business with my farm. And anytime you bet on yourself, like it's scary and it's really anxiety driven. And especially, you know, my wife is depending on me. I have two two daughters that are depending on me. You know, I need to make this work. And there's kind of a lot relying on, on me. And so, I mean, and as far as how can I feel my own cup? I mean, I got to win, right? I don't, I don't know any other ways, but I got to win. Got to not fail, right? Yeah, I would say I'm about a five and six also. I think, um, Barbara, I can totally relate to you with the seasonal depression, and especially with just this holiday weekend passing. I feel like I keep chasing like this feeling of like fulfillment and ultimate happiness and joy. And I think this weather makes it really hard to reach that. And I think a way that I need to fill my own cup is like finding Um, ways of how to be finding different ways to be active and enjoy our time together even with the snow so we're going to try to do cross-country skiing and find different activities to do yeah I feel like we just need to get out but um, one thing I've been doing is taking my vitamin d supplements you know we don't really get to go outside Mm. anymore so that's been helpful in playing with our puppy Mm. Yeah, yeah definitely keeping just keeping yourself busy but also yeah. creating time for rest too mm. yeah. yeah what about you yeah I'm, I'm around like a five six um yeah I, I think it's just before like work was the, I feel like the biggest drive to 
to kind of like my poor mental health because I just didn't know how to balance a lot of things. But now that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm or like my, my foot is more settled uh, within work and, you know, I kind of have a flow of things and I like the how I'm, I'm I'm doing things. So like that's the least of my stress now. Now it's just like everything else kind of in between. And, and I finally recently just kind of started experiencing like seasonal depression. And I think it's just because like because of COVID too, like I haven't been kind of going out and doing things like what I used to be doing. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, like I've kind of lost interest about with, with some of the things that, that I like doing um during the uh winter and so I feel like that plays a big role of like me not enjoying uh the winter season and part of the reason why I have you know experienced a little bit of seasonal depression so that's why you know Char and I were saying you know we want to do more winter activities to bring ourselves outside more so that we can at least enjoy the winter uh, rather than just kind of being stuck inside and just complaining about it all the time <laughs> And yeah because we're gonna have like at least four more months of this yeah. so i don't want to wait four months to feel happy again yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so how did you guys come to cross-country skiing like yeah so for my uh job we are doing this whole like no, new uh snow making operations over at battle creek uh with that you know being kind of so involved on the back end of making this whole like infrastructure and getting this thing all ready and set to go that let's just try and do it right because i'm so involved in this work and so Charlotte just kind of has to kind of tag along um, for to doing all these type of activities. And I was like, let's just get out there and let's just go do it because I'm so involved in this work. We actually tried it out for the first time last year, uh, last winter, and mm-hmm. it was a lot harder than we expected. So, um, and it's, it's, it's much different because, you know, like we've both done downhill skiing, yeah. but this is, this is a little bit different. And so it's a full body exercise. Yeah. yeah, well, I also wanted our listeners to kind of um, get caught up on what you guys have been up to. So since the last time we recorded, can you guys share like one or two things that um, are some highlights in your life since how many months ago was that? Was it over the summer that we recorded? No, I feel like it was before. It was before that. Well, over a year. Oh, like, it was right when we kind of started the oh, podcast. So. Okay. Yeah. pandemic years just blur together <laughs> yeah yeah well i kind of alluded to it but yeah the birth of our second child um so that that was really congrats exciting. congrats two daughters i mean that that's been really fun that it has been total game changer mm-hmm. with with the second one coming in um you know because there used to be two adults two one child and we kind of uh tag in and tag out now um it's an even ratio one-to-one and you know, we got to always be watching what both of them are doing. And now we're kind of, it becomes a juggling act. And, you know, we have to make a split second decision of who can potentially hurt themselves at that moment. And that's the one we attend to. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Uh, it's been tough navigating it. But um, we look at everything as an opportunity to work through issues or, or not even or work through problems together as a couple mm-hmm. um so we've done a lot of growing in this past year too just especially with having uh, the two kids um and so. it, it makes it all worth it to see lauren like she loves like playing with her and to see kind of their relationship grow and the bond that they start to have it, mm-hmm. it makes it all worth it you know like sometimes the liliana like will want lauren versus us you know and so um she likes to cuddle with her and you know she always grabs her hand to try to dance with her and so it's it makes everything worth it even though you know it's definitely challenging at times well one for me i am still in school i talked about that going back um i took a break after i had my um, second daughter and I already knew I was going to take the semester off because I wanted to adjust to being a mother again and having you know two kids now and postpartum wise I just wanted to have a few months off um, I did go back very briefly in the spring um, the next semester but decided to take um, the rest of the semester off so how my class is set up is like it's terms within a semester so it was term one and term two um, and as I finished term one, I decided, you know what, I think I need a little bit of a longer break. Um, one, just my mental health wasn't quite there. And um, two, we had a lot of other things things going on, um, such as like uh, Ping's mother passed away also uh, last spring. And so there was just a lot of stuff going on. And I wasn't putting my 
full concentration in school. And I always said that if I was going to go back to do school, that I was going to make sure that I was going to do the best that I could, like, can do. Um, and I just wasn't at that place. And so I took then the spring and summer off. Um, and then I came back this fall uh, and I'm so glad I did because I taking that time off really was good for me. I feel like when I was back in school in spring, I was really stressed out, but now, you know, it's been, it's been pretty good. You know, school is good and being able to now I'm fully adjusted to two kids after we had our second kid um, left my job. So mm-hmm. I am a full-time stay-at-home mother now. And so that's also um, one of the reasons why school just was not a priority for me was because now I was also trying to adjust to losing a little bit of my identity as a working woman. And so that was kind of a hard adjustment for me to make from working full-time and being a mother full-time to not just being a mother, just a mother full-time with two kids now. And, you know, uh, he works odd hours, so he's working 12 hours a day, you know, depending it's four days, one week, and then three days, one week. And so when he was working days, I literally was doing, uh, wake, you know, the kids will wake up and he'll be gone at work. And as he's coming back from work, the kids are going to bed. So I was really doing the full day with the kids, trying to also do school. And so it was just, it was tough for me. Um, and then, you know, my job, I was talking to people pretty much like back to back you know I would have 16 appointments a day and then I went from that to having a conversation with a three-year-old or now four-year-old and so that really um, was just a a big change for me as well yeah well you're doing a great job and you know it shows in the kids I I'm very grateful for everything you you've Mm -hmm. done that's a testament for both of you you know Mm -hmm. those are some really big life changes just within the last year Mm -hmm. since last time we spoke to you and we still see that your kids are t- like, we always talk to each other, like, do you see that video the Ping posted? Did you see that mm-hmm. photo that Barbara posted? Like, yeah. we're obsessed with your kids. And um, I think that their their relationship with each other really shows, like, the mm-hmm. love and care you guys pour into them. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to get into the theme of our episode today. And the first question we had for you both is, um, can you share one thing you struggle with um, in your 20s? And also, how old are you, both of you now? If you don't mind. Yeah, if you don't mind sharing. Are you still thinking about how old you are, Pig? Yeah. yeah. That, that's one thing about exiting your 20s. You just, It all just blends in and you kind of forget your age. And, you know, with everything else going on, you just, it is just what it is. Yeah. So I believe I am 31. Yes. Turning 32. Yep. So we're both 31 right now. Um, for me, the biggest thing I struggled with in my 20s was my confidence. So mm. I spent a lot of my early to mid 20s um, really focusing on myself and building confidence. I guess I can't really allude to why I, I wouldn't say I had low confidence. I think it was just a lot of it was I'm very unsure. And I, I think still now um, I'm still very also apologetic about a lot of things. Like even with my kids, if I bump into them, like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, but it's like really something that I probably don't need to apologize for because it's not like it was like on purpose. Or if I drop Mm. something and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and then I pick it up. Um, But I did that a lot. Even I noticed growing up um, and then as an adult, I I still struggled with that. In my 20s was a lot of it was just acceptance and accepting who I am, but also accepting that it's okay to um not necessarily worry about what other people are thinking all the time but just myself and 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 work on being okay with how i look my personality um my strengths my weaknesses and so uh, for me i guess that was just the the biggest thing that i worked on how did you practice that self-acceptance or how did you become more confident over time were there certain things that you practiced um, a big part of it was letting go. Um, like I said, I was always so worried about what other people were, how they were viewing me, what they were thinking about me. And so a big part of that was just saying like, oh, like F it. Like, I really don't care at the end of the day how you feel about me. Uh, I'm still going to be myself. I'm still going to say what's on my mind. Um, and I've always kind of been that way, but I think I was more 
maybe saying it to please other people. It was me too, but I was more critical of myself because other people were viewing me that way. And now I'm just like, well, I really don't care. This is just how I am and who I am. And you either are going to accept me for it or not. So a lot of it was letting go. And then just stepping out of my comfort zone. Like I really had to force myself to do things I was not comfortable with. I am a true introvert. I tell Ping this all the time. I am 100% a true introvert. Having conversations come hard for me. And so mm-hmm. in my 20s, I mean, you're you're in college, you're meeting a lot of people, um, you're going out. And so I really just kind of forced myself to have conversations or to initiate the conversations. Um, and so it was just a lot of, yeah, like getting out of my comfort zone, doing things that I would never do when I was younger. Um, and just once again, letting go and not worrying about how other people uh, would perceive me. And what about you, Pink? Um, in my 20s, uh, it w- I would say I would always choose careers, my career over a lot of things that I enjoyed or I loved. Being the first generation to go to college, you know, you have this idea that if you go to college, you're going to find this job and you're going to make a ton of money afterwards. And so once I graduated college, chased down the career and I could, I did everything I could. I gave up so much. Uh, I just remember like, just thinking about it back to it. Now I was really into health and and wellness and I became a big advocate in the community for um, just taking care of of, of yourself um and i kind of stopped i stopped that completely just to kind of pursue this career i really enjoyed um youth work i've always been involved with uh, working with young people ever since i was a young person from a participant to a volunteer to uh, working as a, a professional working with young people um but eventually i gave that up as well to kind of trying to move up the ladder um, I used to be a big community advocate and, you know, I, I gave all that up or, you know, I eventually I gave up all my time that I would normally allot to uh, myself and my uh, things that I was interested and passionate about, pursue, I guess, a job that really didn't care about just so that I can um, call myself or deem myself successful. Uh, and I think just thinking back to it now, like I said, I, you know, there were a lot of things that I gave up and uh, kind of sucks, you know, kind of sucks. And that career just kind of left me burnt out, left me exhausted, you know, left me unmotivated. That was uh, uh, something I struggled with in my 20s. I guess it would be chasing success by any means necessary. So next question here is uh, knowing what you know now, what will you change going into your 30s? Um, and the second is uh, what are your intentions for your 30s? I wouldn't really change much going to my 30s. The funny thing is, after having my second daughter, I'm kind of back into trying to accept the new me. Um, I did go through a period, I think, where I had like postpartum anxiety. And I think part of that was just, once again, being home. So just not really exercising physically and exercising mentally. Going into my 30s, it's kind of the same. Rebuilding my confidence, reaccepting the new me as a mother. You know, a lot of changes come with that. Um, your hormone changes, your body changes, your life changes. And two kids, for us at least, definitely harder than one kid. Um, and so just accepting a new life now um, and trying to find the balance of motherhood, um, our relationship. Once again, still working on trying to build my career by going back to school, finishing school, um, you know, in my 30s. So I'm really focusing on my mental health right now and my priorities. Yes, I am in school. Um, I am taking my time though. And I've always told myself, you know, my kids are going to come first. Um, my relationship comes first and then my mental health as well. So if any of those three things are not looking good, school will always wait. Like I don't mind taking a break. I really don't. I enjoy being in school. So I don't mind taking my time. I don't mind taking a break, especially if I need to focus on other things that need my attention. And I'm really going to focus, you know, on leaning to others for support, asking for help. You know, I think that is also a a big thing for me is trying to do everything on my own. 
And that could be really tough. Self-care is one that I told myself I need to really focus on. And that's why the physical activity, especially now with the seasonal depression, I'm really working on that. And so Ping bought me a, a bike, a Peloton bike. And so we all, it's only been two days, but I've been on it for two days. And so my goal is to definitely try to at least do 20 minutes a day um, and then build that up. And hopefully, you know, um, that, that will help me or uh, help me stay active and help me um, just feel good about myself. Yeah. So shout out to podcast and uh, Stephanie for giving us the idea for the Peloton bike. I actually got that idea from you guys listening to your uh, most recent episode. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a game changer. I'm um, just going to allow you to kind of be more active at home. I want to give you something to do and something else to focus on other than the kids. So yeah, and I also think that will show your kids the importance of them taking care of themselves, right? Focusing on themselves. Kids are so smart. Like they know what's going on. And I don't know if you guys can really, growing up, I really saw my mom pour into others and really herself where I felt like, oh, that's what I have to do. I have to self-sacrifice all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been so different if I saw my mom practicing self-care when I was a young girl instead of now as an adult, because it's so much harder to change those patterns. Mm. So I think that that'll be really great having them be able to see you pour mm. into yourself. But what about you, Ping? Yeah. Uh, um, really, if, oh, how old are you guys? 28. Yeah, we're 28. We'll be okay. 29 okay, next so this year is super in a couple months. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are going to be breaking into your 30s soon. I think the biggest thing is just kind of bet on myself. The things that I care about and the things that I'm passionate about, pursue those things. You know, I... Don't regret my 20s because without it, I would have never learned that I don't enjoy working in an office. I don't uh, need a suit and tie, right? I don't need a big office. And so going into my 30s, yeah, like I said, I'm just going to better myself. Uh, I Right now, I currently work a mindless job. I'm no longer checking emails at home, taking phone calls at home, doing programming on the weekends. I just punch in and I punch out. I'm an overnight weekend mechanic, which actually kind of works to my skill set. You know, I'm a I'm somewhat mechanically inclined. You know, I math has always been a strong point growing up, and so I've always enjoyed that. Barb always have always said that I should have went into engineering. So like I I enjoy what I do now, but it's mindless. To, and it allows me to can I just say oh, something yeah. it's mindless because you enjoy it though yeah, yeah you know yeah, other yeah, other people may yeah, have yeah, different yeah, opinions yeah. about it but you know it's something like Ping loves working with his hands and he mm. loves building things he loves kind of problem solving like oh how can I make this work and so it's it's a good job for him because also because once again it, it it's what you like doing and you're good at it yeah but other people may not do the same so I just wanted to quit yeah 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 <laughs> Would you say um, it's like therapeutic for you? And that's why it, it feels mindless? It, yeah, it, it, it is kind of nice. And I, I, I get to problem solve and uh, I get mm-hmm. to do that in a way mentally. It's, it's enough for me to challenge myself mentally and physically mm-hmm. on how to resolve issues. And yet at the same time, it's not overbearing. It's working. It's, it's allowed me to play to my strengths. And then when I leave, I leave, you know, essentially I... I don't think about it. I punch out, I walk out and no matter what I did get done or didn't get done, it's off of my mind. And when I'm home, I'm a hundred percent present and I'm a hundred percent involved. And uh, what my kids are doing, what my wife is doing, what's going on on the farm. So I, you know, that was really, really relieving for me and mm-hmm. not chasing this idea of what I thought success was has been really liberating for me. Yeah, so 30s are are a good time. When I was in my early 20s, I was really scared to be 30, right? It felt felt so old to be 30. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I'm really excited to go in my 30s because I see like a lot of people in their 30s, it seems like it's so liberating. That's when you have more sense of self, um, you know what you want. And um, you're not so afraid of what other people think. Mm -hmm. And I think you also are weeding out people who, don't have your best interests at heart. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to our 30s. Yeah. yeah. 30s is a new 20s. So yeah, I'm just not looking forward to the, to how the body is, it will be aging. Oh yeah. Think, okay. Yeah. Let's well, talk well, about that. Oh, I sprained my ankle last Monday. I'm still limping. <laughs> 
you know, where like as a young person, man, two days later, I'm shake still, it off. Yeah. I'm yeah. still kind of aching and still whining about it. Oh man. It's, it, you know, it's a little, some, some changes. It's a little rough. I got to get, I got to stretch a little bit more when I get up in the morning, got to warm up all the joints. So. But to be fair too, like we don't actively, we're not actively yeah. taking care of ourselves the way we should. <laughs> yeah. 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 It plays a big role in why yeah. we feel it a lot more in our thirties. Mm-hmm. I think if we were steadily active every day and, you know, continuously and consistently, then it may be a little bit different, but everything hits differently. Drinking hits differently. My fingers shake when I wake up after a night of drinking. Not even, you know, not even Dehydrated like, a lot of things, you know, and it's just it's a little concerning. Yes. <laughs> we raked the leaves in our yard. Yeah. We didn't stretch or anything. We did it for like three hours. And the next morning we woke up, we're like, we got to take off work. Like our <laughs> body feels like we got in a fight or something. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. It's different now. It makes you definitely appreciate your body more. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It did definitely made me have to really look into like myself and have to really like look at my relationship with food mm-hmm. and my relationship with like you know just being active being able to kind of like unlearn a lot of the, the bad habits I have um and try to get into like a more active lifestyle which still a work in progress um but you know I definitely feel like I came a long way by how I, I I eat you know you both have many um identities like you know your your parents business owners Barbara you're a student how do you make time and space for those different identities to um grow and flourish you know this is a conversation we we still recently just had I feel like maybe last month because it is hard you know a lot of during the day when the kids are awake your full attention is on the kids you know luckily we have our kids on a kind of a set schedule so they wake up at a certain time and they go to bed at a certain time so the latest that they go to bed is usually around eight um so then that that usually gives us you know a few hours if he's not working it gives us a few hours to really watch a movie or we play a board game or um you know we just spend quality time with each other but recently you know with his business and, and him wanting to do more we had to have a conversation about okay well now we need to find out how we can fit that in. You know, if one of us is doing something, you know, um, it's just hard to kind of find that time. So then we're like, okay, well, is it going to work best to maybe have you work on your business while I'm putting the kids to bed, you know, or before the kids wake up, what does that look like? Um, it sounds like he's been working on his business, you know, before we wake up, me and the kids wake up. And then as I'm putting the kids to bed and then when the kids are fully asleep, then he still makes the time he'll stop whatever he's doing with his business um and then you know we still make the time to you know like i said watch a movie or hang out i think we've also filtered out a lot of the unnecessary things and i guess the less important things you know and we still see friends we still get together with with people that we care about those things happen less frequently and it truly is just work marriage kids and maybe yourself you know for me you know i sacrifice a lot of sleep like i said i work overnights um and i'm blessed that barb gives me some time to sleep during the day but if i sleep too long then i feel bad about not helping her out with the kids when i know that she does so much with them and then i don't you know and then if i don't see the kids that's not great either so you know it's not it's not good for me i definitely notice when i'm if i'm not spending a lot of time with the kids I'm grouchier and I'm in a worse mood. But then also when I'm not sleeping, then I'm grouchy too. So right now, all everything that we're doing is kind of non-negotiable as far as taking care of uh, each other, taking care of the kids. We're both, we both agree on that. And I think our kids is top priority. We do set time for each other. And, you know, we think about that and, you know, we think about the two hours that we have to spend with each other. And we, you know, it is sad sometimes when we think about it, that that's all the time that we have to be intimate and be spend with each other. We we're working towards a brighter future. And I think this is going to be one of those things that we look back on and just really laugh at just because playing with the kids all day and then just scrambling a quick movie and before we go to bed. And, you know, like, the kids are only young for so long, yeah. you know, so we want to make sure that they have the best memories yeah. that they, that they remember spending time with mom and dad. 
and like Ping was saying, we make sacrifices, but it's only going to be for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I didn't really talk about was school wise. I fit in whatever, you know, time that I can to do school work. And I'm very grateful that Ping, you know, during the day will allow me a couple hours or a few hours to um, do, you know, whatever I have to do, read or my assignments or papers. And the nice thing about my program and doing doing a program that you love is that it comes easily so you know if I'm reading something I'm researching something I'm writing something a lot of times it just flows very easily because I do enjoy it and I do you know um enjoy learning those things and talking about those things but a lot of times too because Ping does when he is gone at work then I will try to um get as much as I can done so that way when he is home I don't have to worry about like an assignment I have to do or an exam I have to do and then I can just focus on um hanging out with him and can I say that Barb has been doing a hell of a job with that I mean she's mm -hmm. got all A's like that's crazy I mean between Vance and the kids uh dealing with with me and my crazy schedule um and with everything going on like you're killing it so I mean that's awesome that's that's amazing and so I always, you know, always make sure I let her know that as much as I can. Uh, what is one area where you would like to focus more on in your life? For me, I already kind of mentioned this, mentioned this, but like my physical health, I tell Ping, like it, now that we're in our 30s and now that everything does hit harder, like it's more important that we take care of our health now. Um, and I'm very like adamant on that because you know, just like, and it's not just physical health, I guess, like eating healthier, you know, like mental health as well. But just, I know the physical aspect is one that we both are lacking because we are doing like so much other things that we don't really make time to just really focus on our physical health. Um, that is one that I, I want to focus more on. I just, you know, I want to be able, I don't, I want to be able to still be active with the kids, run with them. But also, you know, I want to make sure that I, I at least I can say that I'm, I'm doing the best that I can so that I can I can see my kids grow up and then but you know hopefully see them have kids and if I can live long enough see their kids have kids you know and so it's just important for me I want to make sure that I can um, be in their lives for as long as possible um, and so yes physical health is one that we definitely are working on. I think uh, for me it's social health Barb gives me a lot of crap uh, about not hanging out with my friends or not seeing uh, friends. So Tony, I'm sorry, been a bad friend. Uh, but yeah, to all my friends, I I haven't. Well, no, I, I haven't. Uh, you know, been coming around or anything. But like I said earlier, and the earlier questions, I think when it comes to time schedule, like we've already given up everything mm -hmm. that we can, and everything that we have now is kind of non-negotiable. You know, when it comes to our kids, it's us, it's our wife, uh, it's our business, you know, maybe hopefully in the future, uh, you know, we can, you know, I can dedicate more, more, more time. And it's not just friends, you know, it, it's family too, you know, because we're so busy trying to make things happen. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I don't reply to a sibling when they text me, you know, that doesn't feel great. Uh, you know, we see them periodically if on holidays. I differ from Barb, like I, I'm an extrovert. And so I get a lot of my energy from just kind of being around people when I'm not, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it bugs me or, or, or not. Well, can I clarify that yeah, too? I so I don't give him stuff for it because he's not hanging out with friends. It's just, you know, when we talk about self-care, one of the yeah. biggest thing for your own self-care mental health is leaning on your support system. Yeah. And so I always tell pain, it's important that you, and I don't see pain get stressed out or anything like when he doesn't see people or his friends or family, like he loves hanging out with his kids and hang, and just being home, if anything, a little too much, you know, and not to say that it's a bad thing, yeah. but you know, he, he just like rather spend time with the kids and, his, and be with his family, which is great. But, you know, once again, when we talk about self-care and mental health, um, it's also important to make sure that you have a support system outside of just your partner and your kids. You know, it can be a lot of pressure to, if you are mentally going through something, if you are feeling, you know, depressed or just not yourself it's it is a lot to ask for now when you are depending on your partner and your kids to you know re-energize you and you know like it's important to to lean on support um through your family and friends as well and I'm a big advocate of 
mental health and self-care. And so I always just try to say, hey, well, might be nice to see your friends for an hour or two. Like, you know, you're, you're home a lot, which is great. I love that he loves just being home and with his family. But I just want to make sure that, you know, he doesn't forget that there's other people that still love him and that if he needs to lean on them for support, that he should do so as well. What advice would you give to those in their 20s? Um, Barbara, you talked about how um, in your 20s, you struggled with um, confidence and paying. You talked about how you struggled with like feeling like you need needed to have like a big career. Um, mm-hmm. So for those who are, are struggling with that right now, what advice would you give them? You know, like you, you don't need to have everything together. Mm-hmm at 20s you know we're an adult we feel like we don't have our shit together sometimes um because whether it's like still trying to build your career you're just learning about yourself 20s is a very interesting time because everyone is at different phases in their lives some people you know are in college right and then they finish college now getting a job and building their career some people choose not to go to college at all Mm -hmm. they choose to work and then they decide maybe they want to go to college in their late 20s and that's okay too do things at your own pace is what I would say there's no wrong way to do things I think you know a lot of times um, society can be very judgmental big thing for us was you know as first generation children of immigrants or refugees college was a big thing go to college finish college just get a job be a doctor lawyer whatever making a ton of money right and I think that kind of really messed a lot of us up. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, because we never really got the chance to explore and see what's out there. We never really got the chance to learn about ourselves, our interests. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we see a lot of millennials who are changing their careers. They hate their job. They're now trying to find out what they can do that you know, they would love long-term, you know, in my case, you know, a lot of it was learning about myself, you know, building up my own identity as a Hmong woman, um, as a working woman, as a mother, right? And so um, do things at your own pace and don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare where you are at with someone else. Um, even in our friend group, I've yeah. already say, you know, like we're all in different places and that's okay. Um, you know, we don't look at each other any different way. There's no judgments and, um, you know, uh, find people who support you and regardless of where you are in life. Um, and that will push you to be better, do better, enjoy life. We have been together going on 16 years this April and, we could have easily gotten married, had kids, um, but I really wanted to just enjoy life and travel a little bit, figure out where we are at. And I wanted to really make sure before we got married and had kids that we were in a good place. So definitely take your time. It's okay. You know, we kind of said this earlier, 20s is the new 30s, and it really is that way. Um, you don't need to rush to having kids, but if you choose to have kids, great. That's good too. That's okay too. And so once again, just focus on yourself, um, where you are at, what you want to do, who you want to be. And in time, everything else um, will kind of fall into place. As rough as my 20s was and me ending, like I ended my 20s probably in the worst way possible. Um, I don't regret any of it because without it, I wouldn't have learned anything. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but yeah, your 20s is an experimental year. You're supposed to have five different careers and, you know, experiment with 20 different things. I think that's absolutely fine. Um, one thing I'm realizing is 20s is really young. Like it's really young, even, even 30, I'm 30 now. And I'm still realizing that's still fairly young. And I, you know, from what it sounds like, and if live to be that long, you know, 40s isn't that much older either. You know, I, I, I see guys now, like some of my friends now, are entering their 40s and they're just starting a new career or they're really starting to find their place in the world and you know be really comfortable you know I I hear this one TikTok of all places you know there's one lady was saying you know if you don't make it in your 20s you'll make it in your 30s and if you don't make it in your 30s you'll make it in your 40s and then they were saying how um, you know a lot of people don't find their careers until much later on in life and in your 20s by all means, experiment, do whatever. And uh, as long as you keep learning and you're really reflective and honest with yourself, I don't think you can really go wrong. 
and it's never too late you know I was working as an advisor a lot of people we had non-traditional students and a lot of people were hard on themselves because they felt like they were you know later in their lives changing their careers or doing something for themselves and I always say you know it's never too late as long as you're willing to put in the work everything you know everything will work out so all right awesome yeah so we'll move on to the next question here um it is uh, what are you currently unlearning? You know, and that can be anything, you know, with, within your life. For me, it's not being so hard on myself. You know, it's uh, I'm very critical of myself. So I was like, am I, like with motherhood, am I, am I doing enough for my kids? You know, you know, focusing enough on school? Am I taking too long? You know, mm-hmm. once again, it's just um, for me trying to look at the glass half full versus half empty. I'm, I'm in a very interesting time in my life where I'm revamping my identity and who I am. And um, so, yeah, just just not being so hard and so critical of what I do. Before you go, Ping, I have a question for you in regards to what Barbara just said. How are you supporting Barbara through that journey as her partner? I think just really listening. Um, I think in my 20s, what I would, I would always try to give her advice is, I problem solved. Look, there's an issue, resolve it. You know, I tried my best to resolve it. And so sometimes she would just tell me how she's feeling, give her 10 different solutions. And, and I, I, and I feel like, man, I, I nailed that, <laughs> you know, and she, you know, she kind of gave me an odd look and she just kind of go, what? Like, that's not what I was looking for at all. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of being there for her, giving her the support that she needs, uh, just giving her words of affirmation, making her feel as good about herself as possible. You know, I remind her how well she's doing in school. I make sure I point out anytime the kids learn something uh, or are doing something and I attribute it to um, to Barbara and I vocalize that as much as I, as I can and just kind of be mindful of things like that. I mean, I, you know, we know each other fairly well and this isn't something new and, uh, you know, and it's never going to change. You know, we're going to always continue to kind of work on ourselves and I'm going to try my best to support her and she's going to try her best to support me and whatever my needs are. So now, now going back to you to to see what you're unlearning. Yeah, I allude to this a bunch, Um, but yes, as first generation Americans, we follow this generic model of what we think success is supposed to look like. And it's still ingrained in me. Like it's been beaten into me. You know, I knew I was going to go to college in elementary school. I knew I was going to graduate and do this and find X job and make X amount of money, you know, in elementary school. And, you know, and I worked towards that and I worked towards that and I worked towards that. And when I got there, I realized that that's not how the world works. Like you can work as hard as you want, you know, there's so many variables that come into play. You know, this idea of, of success is ingrained in my head, you know, and you'll go to the Hmong events, right, with your cousins and uncles and aunties, and they'll celebrate the doctor, right? And then so that's kind of ingrained in you. And especially leaving my career, you know, when people ask about what I do, as proud as I am about all the decisions I've made, sometimes I'm, I, I'm a little bit ashamed of it when I go yeah I'm a I'm a mechanic now as much as like it's better for me and it's the right decision for our family I am still a little bit ashamed of it and I have I shouldn't be because it was it's essentially the right it was the right decision for me and now and it gives me the flexibility for me to be a better father be a better uh husband and then um to also pursue things that I enjoy. So just getting rid of getting rid of that, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's still something I struggle with. Uh, and I may continue to struggle with that into my 40s and 50s. Yeah. So that's that's something I'm I'm working on unlearning at the moment. How about you guys? I think right now, really just unlearning, um, aside from like, you know, my relationship with like food and and just my, my physical health, I think really diving in and really like diving into myself and really like looking at myself honestly and wholeheartedly and seeing ways of like of how I can like change to become like a better individual 
uh, to be more mindful of those around me um, and, and more so with like Charlotte as well too, to be make sure that that I have the capacity um, to be able to give to Charlotte as well. So it's just a lot of like unlearning of, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it almost seems like procrastinating or like kind of putting things off, you know? Uh, and cause I realized I've done that quite a lot, especially when things, you know, kind of overwhelms me. I'm just kind of like just putting things aside and just like, whatever, like I'll deal with it later, but really it comes to down. to like, I don't deal with it. It just kind of goes and, it doesn't pass, but it just stays, it just gets buried because there's other things in front now. Um, but then that stuff will always come back and haunt me. So it's, it's, it's just me really just unlearning, like a lot of those like unnecessary um, behaviors of kind of just leaving things as is and really tackling head on so that I can have the capacity. Cause I, I've been there where I, I had zero capacity. It, it not only affected me, but affected like our relationship you know, and I'm just like, oh, like, I, I don't want to see that again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, I'm unlearning that I have to constantly be healing. I love anything self-help, healing, you know, I'm always sending Tony, like, read this post, listen to this episode. Um, and I think it really takes away from like, um, the present moment. And I feel like I'm always so focused like hyper-focused on like my future self, this super like healed, evolved person that I'm not even giving time to the person I am right now. And that gives me a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. that really contributes to my anxiety. And yeah, right now I'm just really focusing on like this present moment Mm -hmm. and what I have control of right now. Mm -hmm. What we've been talking about, I feel like a common theme is like we make this idea of what our life should be and then we get there and we're like wait that's it I thought I was supposed to feel fulfilled and it's not and I think it's because we haven't learned um, enough about ourselves and like stuck to what we truly want we're always doing what society tells us we should be doing or our family tells us what we're supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. I think right now we're really just trying to push each other to you know follow through with what we really want and Mm -hmm. that it's okay to do what we want and it's not selfish okay so yeah so some of your podcasters have been listening uh you know you do you do some of those podcasts with your friends do those conversations that you have on air differ from the conversations you have off air and i'm asking because like sometimes like i would love to pretend i have my own podcast just so i can ask more engaging questions or have some of these more serious conversations with some of my friends and I guess maybe like maybe how would you approach somebody with some of these questions you know like in real life and not yeah, on the podcast yeah if, you're looking, okay. yeah if you're looking to have um maybe a more honest conversation I think it's still hard for me um yeah. for my offers, especially with my friends I mean I know we mainly gotten people on our podcast um connected through Charlotte and and then now you know obviously um I have built some sort of um connection with them it mainly came from from Charlotte's side. So like for me, like it's still hard for me, you know, paying like as as a as a man or like a moment. Yeah. Like it's it's like you know that vulnerability and having these engaging, quite like conversations like is not it, right? Yeah. Because then like why are you talking about stuff like that? Like you know, it almost seems like taboo. Um, yeah. And so for me, like it's still hard for me to try to bring up these some of these conversations because sometimes I feel like it, it just gets like kind of thrown under the rug like it's kind of like, oh like you know or or, or, or like not taken seriously right it's like yeah yeah like, you know like oh you know just saying some like joking answer back and, and whatnot yeah. and so for me i'm just kind of like oh well maybe that's not these not the people who are like i'm having these conversations with and yeah. i have to identify you know within the people that i know like who i can have certain conversation with and mm-hmm. and what and it's hard because like i don't have you know, I feel like I don't have a big selection to, to select from from there, right? Yeah. Just being a man in general, like I just feel like I just don't have a big selection to kind of begin with. So, um, yeah, like a lot of times, you know, kind of what Barbara alluded to earlier, like a lot of times, you know, I am leaning on Charlotte a lot, and and when mm-hmm. I, and I feel bad because it's like, damn, like I, I want a support group, and I want to go and go out there too, but who, you know, like yeah. who is willing to kind of go there with, with like with me? Uh, you know, and 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 like like you know, because and, and like this is no fault to any of like the, the 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 men out there who don't know much about 
you know, their emotions and how to deal with things with emotions. Right. But I'm also to the point where like, I, I don't need to hear, Oh, like that's okay. Or like, you'll be fine. Don't take that so seriously. Or, you know, like things that we hear normally, yeah. right? like, I think I'm kind of past that point. Like I don't need to hear that. Cause then like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Like when you say, don't, don't worry about it too much. Like that's just going to make me not worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, right away. Like, yeah. it's like, it just doesn't work. So that's like, why so we're here where we are. Yeah. I'm still navigating it. I'm still trying to navigate it. It's hard too. Cause it is uncomfortable for me to kind of try to approach, you know, people, you know, and, and whatnot, even if I do have like a really good, like rapport with people, like it's still kind of hard for me to do that because like, I feel like it's so not natural. And especially for those, for those like friends and family who like I've had a long relationship with, and it's been a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, like it's been a certain way for like a whole time, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And now like, I'm like changing it. It's hard to change like my conversations, my, you know, the things that we talk about and whatnot, but even though it's hard, it's hard and challenging. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out a way. And I think this is how my problem solving brain works. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out a way to kind of go best or to kind of go about it. Well, you can call me anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys can practice with each other yeah. <laughs> asking those questions. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't really realize that a lot of our guests were connections through me. Mm -hmm. So I would say like a lot of our conversations are conversations I've, I've had with them before. And mm -hmm. I found interest in their story or I've been inspired by this story and I want to share their story on our platform. So that's why I bring them on. But that was interesting what you said about like how you want to start one to be able to get to know your friends better. A lot of our friends, I feel like, um, would never come on our podcast to talk about this, but some of them like drop hints of like, so I listened to that episode and like, they'll, that's how they'll start conversations with us. Um, and they're like, oh, you know, I never thought about it that way. Or it was really interesting mm -hmm. learning that. And I feel like that opens up conversations, um, because it's not us pushing it on them. Cause I know like, for me, like yeah. with Tony's friends too. I mean, you guys know Tony's friends. No. <laughs> I feel like for me, they're always like, oh, Charlotte, you know, with these big emotions. But then now I feel like after they listen to the episode, um, they kind of soften up to me. And um, I feel like they kind of, they, they kind of enter conversations for me to ask them as if we're interviewing them. Because I think yeah. They don't have that space mm. that's what makes my heart full is being able to have conversations with tony's friends who are men who i never thought would want to have these conversations um who are like kind of yearning for it yeah but just because the way how society is and all that stuff you know in, in some ways in, in the unsaid ways and sometimes said you know it's, it's like frowned upon and mm. and you know it's just something that's awkward i guess you want to say right to have yeah. these conversations as, as men yeah you know? and and so like people don't engage in it the way how like i think people truly would want to engage yeah. in it or even like family members mm. i don't know about you guys but i feel like you know we're close to our family there's a there is a closeness but there's also a wall too where you you, you can't get too close with each other yeah. you know it's i don't know how to explain it but mm. i feel like um like our family members have listened to the podcast and hearing their feedback is really important for me because i feel like we're trying to break cycles that's kind of like one of the points of this podcast and yeah. being able to because i don't feel comfortable being like hey family did you guys know that we we have this cycle in our family you know yeah. but to hear to have them here from like my point of view and i'm not pointing my fingers at anyone i'm just speaking mm -hmm. my truth i guess what i'm trying to say is our podcast even though those people who are really close to us in our lives aren't necessarily on here it's created conversations mm -hmm. with them in a different mm -hmm. way yeah 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 and i can slow I, I can slowly see some changes yeah. within the men around me uh, it, it, it's not there yet and obviously like that's not just them like that's me too uh, you know because I still have that like awkwardness I still have that like you know barrier that wall up um, uh, at times and so I know that that's something I have to do as well slowly but surely I feel like things will hopefully kind of turn yeah. so probably you guys really I mean you guys are really opening up conversations I know me and Barb we've had some conversations uh not bad ones like you know it's always just fun conversations that we've had you know uh talking about some of the things you guys discussed in your podcast 
And he's been trying to get me to do yeah. a podcast with him forever. <laughs> you guys should. Never <laughs> and me says no. But <laughs> you can do it. He can do it himself. No. He doesn't need me. Barbara could just be like a special guest every yeah. once in a while, you know? <laughs> I think I've made it very clear in this podcast that I, I can't do anything without you. <laughs> without her. <laughs> yeah, so I need to be a part of it. So. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question. I feel like we don't really get to reflect mm-hmm. about our podcast often. Yeah. I feel like we're just so in it and we're just like, okay, we record, here's mm-hmm. what we're doing that we don't really get to sit back mm-hmm. and think yeah. about like, oh, like what, what else is coming out of this besides right. hosting? Yeah. So I really appreciate your question. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're getting towards the end of, of the uh, episode here. Um, and so I just want to give this moment, this, this time, for you both to kind of share what's what's going on uh, in your world um, and, you know, uh, kind of what, what, yeah, pretty much just what you have going on. Yeah, um, I think we we covered some of it in our, our, our first episode, but um, yeah, me, my wife, our little family, we left the city, we're in the country now to start our own uh, small farm here, try to grow things responsibly. Um, you know, I like to think that we are combining cultural farming techniques along with uh, modern understanding and of uh, ecology to try to grow responsible food uh, locally and and uh, in, in the most healthy way possible. Um, so we have uh, poultry here. We have uh, milking goats, um, and along with that, we have honeybees. This is our second year of honeybees. And uh, one of the things we've been doing that uh, is playing with the wax that we are, that we extract from the, from the honeybees. Uh, and so we've actually been making lip balm, skin lotions uh, with some of that. We're actually here to kind of promote that a little bit. Again, our farms is gorilla pastures. Bees have been uh, a real blessing because it's actually been really fun. It's really cute to get my daughter out there in her bee suit and my wife out there with me in her bee suit and they kind of play with them. You know, at the core of it, this is what we talked about wanting to do with our daughter um, was to give her an opportunity to play with danger, right? Or play with play with fire, right? And what better way than to play with honeybees that can sting mm-hmm. you and really hurt you? You just say explore, experience. Yes. <laughs> outdoors, explore yeah. the outdoors. That's, that's, but that's not as fun. Stay with danger. Yeah. That, yeah, that's not as fun. And, you know, and uh, yeah, you gotta, I'm a big proponent and getting out there doing doing stuff, making your mistake, making mistake. And so this December, actually, uh, we have, we're actually putting out our website uh, along with launching kind of our lip balm. Check us out at uh, gorillapastures.com. And yeah, you, you can order your lip balm on there. We do have some old merch that we're putting up on there. We're also working on a paw balm for uh, dogs and cats. You know, so if you take your cat out and especially uh, in the wintertime, uh, you would apply the paw balm on their paws to form a protective layer between them and the elements. We also are looking uh, working on a body balm and we're still kind of working on and finalizing the uh, the formula for that and so we're doing a lot of tests with ourselves and so the nice thing is uh, we get our we get most of our wax here on the farm we're able to source the, uh, a lot of that here on the farm and then we also use uh, something called propolis uh, propolis is something that the bees make they call it bee glue. It kind of looks like peanut butter. Uh, I have some videos of it on my Instagram and some pictures of it on, on, on the Instagram, but it's essentially they use it to seal up holes or patch up any kind of holes in their hives uh, and to protect themselves from the elements. Uh, so it's like a sticky substance. Uh, we render down along with the beeswax uh, to put into the lip balm and all of the balms that we make here. Propolis has historically been used uh, kind of as like a neosporin. People would apply it to kind of patch up wounds. There's research on eczema, although I'm not going to go and make that claim. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody to put my stuff on their kid's eczema, but uh, there there has been s- some research on that. They also use it to treat colds too and cold sores. I've seen uh, some propolis in um, like cough drops and uh, cold medicines. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a, you know, it 
you know, cures everything. There are a lot of great beneficial properties. Yeah, so we're we're hoping that um, the launch goes well. We're hoping to get a bunch of our uh, product out to people. We feel uh, really good about this and about the work that we're doing. Like I said earlier, I used to do a lot of youth work and community advocacy. You know, we hope to one day eventually get beehives and uh, schools and maybe do youth, youth programs where we could put kids in bee suits and kind of show them, uh, teach them a little bit about the roles that bees play in our environment. We're just having a lot of fun um, with this whole process and we're learning so much about uh, ourselves and, uh, and the ecosystem. Yeah, check us out, gorillapastures.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, make lip bombs. Uh, animal bombs and uh, hopefully come out with a body bomb so um, check it out uh, we're doing subscription based lip balm so to our lip balm and we'll make sure we get uh, some lip balm tea every month so you never you never go without it and you're never caught with chappy lips so <laughs> growing up I never really used like lip balm or like chapstick um, I, I've used like Carmax or Carmex, whatever, like which is really bad for you. Which lettuce. is really bad. Like it always gave me like that that uh, lip ring, and yeah, so that, right. like, I think that kind of scarred me. Yeah, yeah. so that that kind of scarred me from like putting on, and I was like, you know, like I feel like my lips ain't that chap, and if it is, I'll just lick it, you know. You know, so so, but but then like um, you know, like I I started using it more now that um me and Charlie um started dating then but yeah no and then uh we finally got yours I was like oh like just let me give it a shot and so I I, I put it on I was like oh wow like it actually does put a lot of moisture onto my lips yeah compared to you know what we've been using mm-hmm. yeah I really like it too mm-hmm. um the first time I tried it I was like wow like my lips are like they feel moisturized already mm-hmm. and I feel like with the other brand we use I'm constantly like putting it on my lips and um, this lip balm from you guys is already a lip balm that lives in my work bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's already in my work. I couldn't find it anymore. Yeah. So I had to open up the other one. I didn't want to open it because I was saving it. <laughs> you know, like I was saving. I was like, like, let's just share one. But then no, I can't even find that one anymore. I'll so send you guys however many you guys <laughs> Yeah. And I'm really excited for your subscription, too, because I am one of those people where I'm like, I need one everywhere. You know, I need one on my nightstand, on his nightstand, in my purse, in my backpack. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so convenient to have it all the time. Mm. So I'm really excited. I think a lot of people will benefit from that um, mm. subscription. I think that's a really unique idea too. I'm really glad you guys liked it. And uh, yeah, like I said, you know, we've sacrificed a lot and, uh, you know, we moving out here, trying to start our own thing. We're kind of seeing things kind of finally come into fruition and kind of finding our place. Yeah, we're just really glad that you guys like it and that you guys were willing to kind of have us on to kind of talk a little bit about it and kind of tell a little bit of our story and things that we've uh, learned and are and are working on unlearning so yeah thank you guys yeah and so we'll we'll, we'll definitely make sure to link all of your stuff you know with gorilla pastures your, your instagram uh website when, when, when it launches well thank you guys for you know returning we were really excited to have you guys back on and for me it's really important for me to see the people behind the business so i think um, it'll be really nice for other people to continue getting to know you guys as your business evolves too. So know that this isn't the last time that you guys will be hearing about Gorilla Pastures on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely, again, just happy to have both Ping and Barbara on. You two gave, you know, good insights on kind of transitioning to your 30s. I know you two are still in your early 30s and that that chapter of your book just started. Um, but I think it's, it's also important to kind of, as we're kind of... Mm-hmm like about to end the the 20s chapter and start and start the 30s like you know just being able to kind of hear from you guys we definitely look up to you guys and are always inspired by you guys so just continue doing what you're doing and just know that we're cheering up Mm -hmm. for you guys on the sidelines thank you thank you guys so much hello everyone we have exciting news to share with you all we got an amazing opportunity to partner with gorilla pastors on the new lip balm product uh, if you subscribe to gorilla pastors lip balm service use our discount code upp10 to get yourself 10 percent off each month for the subscription charlotte and i have gotten the opportunity to use the lip balm and we both love it it has a premium feel that locks in moisture to your lips 
We all know with the winter season that your lips will be chapped. So take care of your lips by subscribing to the Lip Balm from Gorilla Pastures. It's a monthly subscription that Gorilla Pastures will send you to Lip Balm every month. You can never have too much lip balm. You need one for your room, your purse, backpack, work, and pretty much anywhere else you go. We all know how lip balm works. You know, they come and they just disappear. With this subscription service, you will not need to worry about buying lip balm as they will be sent to you each month. If you subscribe right now, Gorilla Pastures will also throw in a paw balm for your pet for you to use to apply a thin layer onto your dog or onto your cat's paws as you take them out and that will protect them from the elements that are outside. The subscription is $10 a month, but if you use our discount code UPP10, you will get 10% off each month you're subscribed. There is no contract and you can cancel at any time. For more information and to subscribe, please visit GorillaPastures.com at G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-P-A-S-T-U-R-E-S.com and use our discount code UPP10 to get 10% off your monthly subscription.